welcome to the Travel Coach Network podcast, your weekly dose of travel coach info, inspo, and news from around the globe. Tune in to each episode to hear inspiring stories of successful travel coaches who are building their lives and business around travel, all while exploring around the world. You'll also learn all about travel coaching, setting intentions for a trip, adding meaning to travel, and how you can grow your own travel coaching business. Because remember, there is more to a travel career than just blogging and bookings. Now, join me as we reshape how and why people travel. Before we get to today's episode, we have a quick, small ask for you. In a moment, could you pause this episode, go to your favorite podcast player, and leave a review for this podcast? Even if you leave five stars and no words, we so appreciate that effort. When you leave reviews for podcasts, that helps them get discovered by the right people. So that means a future aspiring travel coach could discover this podcast because of your review. We so, so appreciate you taking the time to do that. We'll give you a second to pause this episode and do that now if you can. You back? Okay, great. Let's get on with the show. Welcome back to the Travel Coach Network podcast. It is I, Sahara Rose DeVore, the founder of the Travel Coach Network and the creator and instructor of the Travel Coach Certification Program. Today's guest is Camilla Castro. Camilla is a seeker, a global citizen, a mindful traveler, a storyteller, and a certified travel coach. As a mindful travel coach, she guides multi-passionate seekers in harnessing the power of mindful travel to create more purposeful, meaningful, and impactful experiences in their travel and in their lives. She's also the founder of Be Journeyful, a blog that inspires and empowers travelers to embark upon inner and outer journeys with an open mind and an open heart for deeper intention, connection, and transformation. Camilla has been featured in many media outlets like Life Lovers Magazine as a guest blogger on the TCN podcast and her blog podcast, of course, but blog and on Bree Seeley's The Success Diaries podcast. Camilla, thank you so much for joining me today. Hi, Sahara. Thank you so much for having me. I am a big fan of the show, so I'm super excited to be here. Oh, well, I am so glad that you are here. You are a graduate of the Travel Coach Certification Program. So I was able to learn so much about you and your mindful travel business throughout the journey in the program and the community. So it's really exciting to be able to dive deeper into all of that today. But as we get started, share with us, where did your love of travel stem from? So I have been really fortunate to have grown up traveling and living around the world. I'm originally from Ecuador. I was born there. My parents are from there. And my uh, my dad's job just took him around all over the place. So we lived when I was a child in Venezuela, in Mexico. I did all of high school in Singapore, you know, and then I just caught the travel bug from those experiences. And my parents both love to travel. So they really took advantage of living in different places to explore those regions. And they would always take us with them on all their trips. And especially when we lived in Singapore, we really, really dove into Southeast Asia and that whole area. And it kind of opened up my eyes to the power of travel. So then, yeah, I just travel became a huge part of my life. And then when I kind of, you know, went to college, I came here to the States, but I knew that I wanted to kind of create as many opportunities for myself to travel as much as possible. And so as an adult, I've lived in England, I've lived in Italy, South Africa, New Zealand, and really taken advantage of all those places to travel around and get to know that region. Yeah, so I 
you know, travel has been, like I said, a huge part of my life. It's been my greatest teacher. And I'm really grateful for all the lessons it has taught me. And I really think the power of travel is in its ability to be a vessel for discovery and connection and transformation. And that's really the impact that it's had on me in my travels. I love that. First of all, I don't think I knew that you were originally from Ecuador. And hablas español también? I don't think I knew that you spoke Spanish, but there's so many Spanish speakers in the TCN. So I would love to have you just come in and, you know, do, do something for us in Spanish too. That would be sure. very much appreciated, but I love that. And why Singapore? You went to high school in Singapore or college? It's high school in Singapore. My dad's job took him there. So it just so happened that you know, when we moved there, I went into high school. And so I ended up graduating from school over there, the American school over there. And uh, yeah, it was just an incredible experience because it was the first time, I mean, I had moved around a lot before that, of course, but it was the first time that I was living outside of my, of a Latin culture, right? Up until that point, all our moves had been within South and, and Latin America, really. And so this was the first time that I was like, kind of exposed to three cultures at once, right? I was like coming from a Latin culture, my own, I was in an American school system, so I was very immersed in an American culture. And then I was living in Southeast Asia, so I was very kind of exposed to that. And just the kind of combination of those three things together had profound impact on me. I love that. That's actually, that's incredible. Before we dive deeper into that impact that that has, but was there a, throughout your journey traveling, was there a place that made the greatest impact on you or you felt like you had the greatest transformation? And if so, where and why? So many places, honestly, but a couple that come to mind, Bhutan. I had the amazing privilege to be able to visit Bhutan when I lived in Singapore. So I was a teenager. And back then, this was like in the 90s, right? So like back then, Bhutan was not, I mean, now it's becoming kind of a more open tourist destination. But back then, very few people used to go visit there. So we went there and it was just such unique experience to see this incredible, beautiful country, very insular, um, that was just kind of starting to open up to the world and uh, how different, you know, the culture was and the people and like their priorities and what they found important in their lives. And, but, but what was most fascinating, I think, was that despite our differences, we still connected so much with, you know, the teenagers, the local teenagers that were our age. And like, I remember one instance where, of course, we had a language barrier, we couldn't communicate, we had totally different lifestyles, but someone had the Dirty Dancing soundtrack, and they started playing it. And everyone like the Bhutanese teenagers, we just all started kind of dancing and singing and, you know, doing the pretend jump at the end of Dirty Dancing. And it was just such a moment of connection. It really made me realize that we're all the same, you know, as, as different as our cultures and worldviews and stuff may be, we have this shared humanity. Yeah, that's amazing. I have spoken with anyone who's ever been to Bhutan. I definitely have not been there before, but that's such a place of curiosity. I wonder what it's like, especially to this day. But as we, as you were growing and having all these different travel experiences that were quite diverse, what inspired you to take the path of helping people in the world of travel? Like what about travel was made that much of an impact on you that you wanted to help make such an impact on the lives of others? I think, like I said, travel just has taught me the most about myself and about the world. 
I mean, I've learned so much about just me, who I want to be, what kind of life I want to live and how I want to show up in the world, right? Like the kind of tolerant and kind of open approach that I want to have one of, you know, shared humanity and understanding. And I think travel really, when you are exposed to different places and peoples, you really, you just understand. I mean, we all want the same things. And the more that we can sort of accept each other and appreciate each other, the better. And I think travel really gives us that opportunity. So I knew that I wanted to share my love of travel in this kind of expansive and impactful way with others in a way that would open their eyes to the power of travel and what I had experienced traveling. And I always knew that I wanted to be of service, that I wanted to help other people. But I had like no idea what that would look like or how to bring those things together. And I sort of veered off into very many different paths. I had like eight different majors in college. I had no idea what I wanted to do. I, you know, eventually I ended up doing a um, master's program in the UK that was a a tourism management program because I thought, I love travel. I want to go into the tourism industry. And it was fascinating and I learned a lot, but I felt like it was just too generic. Like it was all templates. There was no heart in it, no soul in it. And so I was like, okay, that's not, that's not the right fit. And eventually I sort of found my way into travel coaching. I had never heard of it before. I had no idea what it was, but the moment that I heard that this thing existed, where there were travel coaches that were helping people create these more meaningful and enriching and fulfilling experiences, I was like, oh my God, something just clicked inside me. And I was like, this is it. This is my calling. Like I found what I'm meant to be doing. Yeah. So it was just kind of an incredible moment. And you decided you call yourself a mindful travel coach. We hear the words now that we, there's so much change happening in the tourism and hospitality industries. And we're hearing words like transformative travel and meaningful travel and purposeful travel and mindful travel and responsible travel. What does a mindful travel mean and look like to you and your brand? So I think this is such an important question because I think just backing up a little bit, even the concept of mindfulness is interpreted in so many different ways, right? I think the word mindfulness means so many different things to so many different people and it's used in different contexts. So I think it's really important to define, you know, what that means to you. And for me, the definition of mindfulness that most resonates is the one from John Kabat-Zinn, who is this world-renowned mindfulness teacher. And he says that mindfulness is awareness that arises through paying attention on purpose in the present moment, non-judgmentally. So I think when you distill that down, you kind of, and he says this as well, mindfulness is basically befriending your experiences without judgment. And I love that concept, like the idea of going through my life, befriending my experiences without judgment. I'm like, who doesn't want that? So, and that's what I want for my clients, right? Like when I work with clients, I want them, I want to help them befriend their travel experiences without judgment so that they can engage more fully with everything and really enhance their lives. And I think that's part of the power of mindfulness, right? Like I, mindfulness came into my life a little bit more recently than travel, initially through yoga and then through pranayama breath work and that kind of thing. And it really took me on this journey of like self-inquiry into like a greater sense of self-awareness and self-compassion and self-acceptance. And I feel like mindfulness gives you the chance to get to know yourself better than you've known yourself before. And that's certainly what it's done for me. 
And it's like super empowering and liberating to have that. So I think from the perspective of mindful travel, you know, how often do we go on these trips and we spend all this money and we go and spend all this time, but we're not really there for any of it. Like we're not present for any of it. We don't take any of it in. And so like, what's the point if if that's what's going to happen, right? So I think that's kind of the perspective that I have. I think for me, mindful travel is travel that is, or that invites deeper awareness acceptance and appreciation. And I kind of view it as this umbrella term a little bit. I sort of think mindful travel is made up of three different pillars. So one pillar is purpose, right? So within that, you're thinking of this is a a purposeful type of travel that begins with intention and unfolds consciously. And so within that pillar, you have things like intentional travel and conscious travel. Then another pillar is meaning. And so that's this is about, you know, travel that inspires authentic connection and transformative experiences. And I, you know, within that you have things like meaningful travel and immersive travel and slow travel, which I think is a growing thing right now. And then the third pillar is impact, which is that it's travel that creates sustainable, positive benefits, both inner and outer for all stakeholders. And this is all about awareness, right? So it's the awareness of the impact that your travel has on you, as well as the awareness that you have on the destinations you visit, or the impact that you have on the destinations you visit. And I think in here, you have things like sustainable travel and responsible travel and regenerative travel, which is another growing trend right now. So when I travel and when I help my clients craft travel experiences, I'm always looking for experiences that incorporate all three of these pillars, purpose, meaning, and impact. And that's really what I think mindful travel is for me. I love that. And being in the travel coach certification program, and I talk a lot about the creating a framework and, you know, having those pillars and having the pillars of strength beneath those. So I love hearing that you kind of, you have your own pillars And what, for those listening, if you're not sure what I mean by creating your framework essentially is taking, there's so many different things that we believe in when it comes to travel. There's so many different ways that we feel like travel can impact and benefit and transform people. But if we don't have an organization to those thoughts and then strengthen each one of them, then we get lost in the community in, you know, communicating that and delivering that. And then our ideal audience, knowing who we're trying to reach, being able to resonate with that and say, this is what I'm looking for. This is what I need. Oh, I would love that experience. So Camilla, you gave a great example of how you took all that you believe in and love and know about travel and put it into a framework, a structure, these pillars to be able to communicate to your ideal audience what it is that you believe travel can do truly for them. So who do you actually serve? What kind of people, what kind of travelers are you looking to help? So I really work with people who are multi-passionate seekers. And what I mean by that is people who have a wide variety of interests and passions and haven't necessarily followed one path in their lives, right? So they've kind of followed different paths, tried different things. You know, they're very open to seeking new experiences and kind of new ideas and things like that. And they're sort of inspired by by that, by having that possibility of learning new things. Yeah. So I 
I really enjoy working with people like that because I feel like, first of all, it resonates with me because that's the kind of person that I am. I'm very much a seeker and a multi-passionate person. And I think people who have that are just, they're just have such a curiosity for things and for experiencing life and such an openness to, you know, kind of letting things happen and seeing where things take them, you know, and the different possibilities that stem from all of that. Yeah. What does a coaching session, your coaching practices look like with your clients? Who, how do you actually help them for those who are either just starting as a travel coach or really just wondering more about it? What is that? What could that look like for someone? So what I do is I use a lot of mindful tools to help my clients tap into their, their truth to get really grounded in their bodies, to get centered in their um, and aligned, you know, with their values. We use a lot of things like breath work. That's a big one that we use a lot. We learn a lot about the power of the breath and how to tap into that to calm the nervous system, to balance the nervous system, and to help us create a lot more presence in our experiences. We also, I use a lot of journaling also with my clients. So I think reflection is like an incredibly, incredibly powerful tool because it can reveal a lot to you that may not have been apparent the first time around or obvious, you know, at first, but when you reflect on that moment through journaling prompts and reflection questions and things like that, you can learn a lot about what was happening subconsciously during that experience. So we use a lot of tools like that. I think, you know, for example, I had a client recently who had been dreaming of embarking on this travel lifestyle for a long time. And she wanted to have the freedom to slow travel and to really immerse herself in the cultures of the places she visited. But she, because of her job, she couldn't take that time and she was sort of constrained. And she also wanted to move abroad to experience life in a different country. And she actually, she had the possibility of doing these things, but she was holding herself back. She was kind of like getting in her own way. You know, she was holding on to this job that she didn't really even want anymore and was ready to move on from. She was overwhelming herself with all the different options. And so she was kind of paralyzed, couldn't take action because she was like, oh, there's, I want to do this and I want to do this. And she didn't know how to prioritize everything. So it was like, I don't know what steps to take. And she was also kind of letting old identities keep her from taking this like leap that she wanted into what she really desired, which was to create this travel lifestyle and move abroad. And so we dove into all of that. We really kind of explored her limiting beliefs that were holding her back through journaling and reflection, through meditation and visualization. We did a lot of that as well, where we sat in meditation and just kind of, you know, grounded into, into the sensations she was feeling in her body when she thought about, you know, the things she wanted to create in her life and what was kind of keeping her from doing that. And we explored what would happen if she let go of these limiting beliefs. So we asked a lot of what if questions, right, to create this mindset shift. Like, what if you left your job? What if you moved abroad? You know, what would happen if you actually took these steps? And then we use, like I said, mindfulness practice, like the breath work to really calm and balance the nervous system, to ground her into her body and to connect with the inner wisdom too. I think it's, we're, you know, so bombarded by so many different stimulants constantly. There's so much noise around us all the time, you know, it's hard to kind of filter things out. And I think when you can sort of just sit in for a moment, 
with the breath and just really tune into your body and what you're feeling and the sensations in your body. It gives you an opportunity to actually listen to your intuition and your inner wisdom because you kind of, you know, take everything else out of the picture. And when you learn the tools and practices that help you do that, suddenly you can connect to that intuition and you will start to get answers to questions that maybe you've had a hard time answering before. So using these tools, we created an aligned action plan for her. And that would help her take small steps, you know, to creating her travel dreams, little by little, building up to it. And now she's like applied to travel to Mongolia this summer on this immersion program. She's like house sitting in Korea before that. She's going to go spend time in Portugal in the fall to explore that as a potential place to move to. So yeah, it's using these mindful tools to connect with our truth, our body, and our inner wisdom. Yeah. And I know you talk about intentional travel and setting intentions for a trip. What does that actually mean? And how can someone do that? So I think the way that I guide my clients in this is it all starts with identifying your core values and your big why. So we use reflection questions, like I said, and journaling, because I think those are really powerful when you're trying to do this kind of work. A lot of when you're trying to uncover those sort of deeper truths about yourself, sometimes they're buried down so deep that you can't really access them unless you give yourself the space um, to reflect on them for a while. And then suddenly the answers and the insights will start to come. So we use these, these kind of journaling prompts and reflection to uncover what their three to five core values are. And so core values are non-negotiable values that you want to live your life by, that you want, you know, so that you can be in alignment with your truth. So for example, my core values are freedom, connection, authenticity, curiosity, things like that. So first we work on that, uncovering their three to five core values. And once we have that, step two is then answering that question of why, right? So that big why of why do you want to travel? What does travel mean to you? What does it bring into your life? Why do you want to go to these particular places? What is it about these destinations that, you know, appeal to you? Like, what's the main motivation that you have for taking this trip? What inspires you about this idea? What are you hoping to get out of it? What are you seeking? What are the feelings that you want it to evoke within you? So we kind of get into all those questions to get to the big why. And then using those two things, the core values and the big why, we craft intentions for that particular experience. I love that. And you've probably gotten this question before, which people probably mistake you for a travel agent. What, how do you define a travel coach versus a travel agent in your own terms? So I think, I think there is confusion around this. And I think, you know, as travel coaching continues to grow, there'll be less confusion, but I think, you know, a travel agent really is someone who creates an itinerary for you, right? So they're the ones that can help you. You tell them what you want, and then they can book the flights for you, book the hotels for you, book, you know, restaurants and activities, wherever it is you're going. So they help you create the itinerary so that you don't have to worry about the logistical piece of your travel experience. And that's taken care of. A travel coach, though, helps you really hone into why you, again, going back to that big why, why you want to experience this travel or have this travel experience, you know, getting into the nitty gritty of is it that you want to feel more connection with yourself? Is it that you want to? heal in some way from something that happened? Do you want to feel more embodied? 
do you want to learn and grow some new skill, you know, that you think this travel experience will help you do? Are you looking to give back in some way to the communities or destinations that you're traveling to? So it really, travel coaching has nothing to do with the logistical piece. It's really more about the, the deeper part of travel, the reasons why we travel, the meaning behind it, what we feel when we travel. And so I think travel coaches you know, really help us navigate all of those things so that we can, you know, going back to what I said earlier, like a lot of times we spend all this time and money going on these trips, but we got nothing out of them at all. Right. And so a travel coach can help us navigate all these different motivations so that we can go on these trips and really feel like we've engaged fully with the experience, really feel like we've gotten something out of it that's meaningful and fulfilling and rewarding and really feel like they've enhanced our lives in some way, which is really the whole point of travel, I think, for it to enhance our lives in some way. Yeah. And I think that exactly why people go on trips in the first place, right? We're looking to feel something different, even if it's just a break from our stressful daily routine or the pressures that we have in our corporate life or the all the responsibilities we have as a parent or a mom or a partner or whatever it might be, just having some time to yourself. We all, that's why I'm so passionate about the world of travel wellness in a more holistic view, because we really do travel. I always say travel is wellness and wellness is travel. We travel for these really purposeful, personal reasons, whether people are aware of it or not. So travel coaches help bring that out of people and bring that self-actualization to the surface. And as we're getting close to the end here, I love having you, like I said, in the certification program. Can you share a little bit about what, how that program helped you or, you know, why you even decided to join? Sure, of course. Yeah, no, it was amazing experience. And I learned so much. And I thought it was a really comprehensive program, because it incorporated the the coaching piece and the business piece so well together. And you really kind of understood, you really got a great understanding of how those two things go together, you know, as you're creating a travel coaching business. I think for me, what really resonated the most is that travel coaching, just like other kinds of coaching, right, is really personalized and customized to each individual. I think you're really honing in on each person's needs and what they are seeking and looking to get out of the experience. So it's going to be different for every client. There's like no template. There's no kind of, you know, program that you can apply to every single person. You know, I think the travel coaching program, when I learned about travel coaching, I was like, okay, this is it. This is what I'm meant to be doing. And then of course, but I didn't know I had a background in coaching because I'm trained, I'm certified as a yoga teacher and as a breath coach and in yoga nidra and a few other things. But I thought, okay, this is a whole other thing. I need to find a way to really learn about this and and dive deep into it. And so I came to the travel coaching certification program and I was like, okay, perfect. You know, I looked at the modules. I looked at everything that was offered and I said, exactly, this is what I need because it gives you such a great comprehensive overview of everything you need to know from, you know, creating your brand story to how to, you know, have effective messaging to finding your niche and your target audience. And then of course, you know, how to create your coaching framework, which we talked about. Yeah. So it was, I thought it was incredibly, incredibly helpful and useful. 
Thank you. It's fun when you say like, there's so many different types of travel coaches out there because there's also so many different types of travelers and travel means something so differently to everyone. So my goal with the certification program was to create that, create something for someone to come to who they can then learn how to apply it to the niche that they're doing or the audience that they're trying to serve while take getting that deep dive. And that's why I love being able to get to know more about what the individual members are doing and who they're serving and why they're doing it, because then I can give my best advice and insight and recommendations and direction, because that's a problem I see a lot in travel professionals in general, where they're like, well, it's travel. We can serve everyone. I can help everyone. Everyone wants to travel, but like, that's not a very strategic business standpoint mindset. You have to start somewhere and you have to really start with that. Like you were talking about the why of people travel. You have to start with that why of like, why are you even getting into this business in the first place? Or why are you even passionate about travel in the first place? And so that's something we dive through as well. But one of my favorite questions as we wrap it up is always, what is a fun fact about yourself that doesn't have to be travel or business related? So I'm terrified of bees and wasps. And I literally, I had this traumatic experience when I was a child where I was climbing the monkey bars and I had these like slip on shoes. And so they were like hanging off my toes and a bee flew into my shoe as I was up there. And when I jumped down, obviously I stepped on it right in like the softest part of the foot. And it was just the most shocking, painful, (laughs) horrible thing. And so I think I just have like a trauma from this experience. And so I just like any other insect I can deal with, but I will jump from my chair screaming if a wasp so much as buzzes past my head, which has made for a lot of very interesting travel moments over the years. In I was in Maui a couple of years ago and I was hiking this trail and there were these like mud wasps on the trail. And I had to, I was by myself and I had to like, you know, build up the courage to like run past these mud wasps every time I came across one. And I'm sure everyone else on the trail thought I was crazy because I was just like standing there for a second, breathing and then just running past, like screaming and trying not to freak out. But yeah, that I bees and wasps, I can't do it. I once stepped on a bumblebee and it stung me between my my toes. (laughs) But I think people are terrified of bees and wasps, but I mean, it doesn't help when you get stung by them. But Camilla, thank you so much for being here. Let everyone know how they can learn more about you, follow you, read your blog. Sure. Yeah. So the best place to follow me is on Instagram at be journeyful. It'll be in the show notes. And that's where I share kind of all about mindful travel, what it means to me, how I, you know, try to travel more mindfully in my own journey. And then coaching tips for how you can become a more mindful traveler, simple things you can do like journaling and breath work and things like that. And then, yeah, you can also check out my site, bejourneyful.com, which I also share things there, you know, different things about mindfulness in general, how to create a more mindful life and mindful living, as well as stories about my travels and things like that. Well, I think some of your freebies are also in the free resource section for travelers on the Travel Coach Network website as well. But we're definitely going to drop all your links in the show notes. But Mila, thank you so much for being here on the TCN podcast today. Thank you for having me, Sahara. This was great.
Oh, wonderful. So everyone, be sure to follow us on Instagram at the Travel Coach Network. Learn more at thetravelcoachnetwork.com and come give us a hello, especially in our TCN Facebook global community on Facebook as well. You can find the link for that, all of Camilla's links and the link to download your own beginner's guide to travel coaching in the show notes for every episode. If you know anyone who might be interested in becoming a travel coach, please be sure to send them our way. We truly appreciate it. And until next time, my fellow wanderers, bye for now. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Travel Coach Network podcast. If you're brand new to the world of travel coaching, you must grab our free beginner's guide to travel coaching in the show notes. Then come share your takeaway from this episode in the Travel Coach Network global community. It's our free Facebook group for aspiring and thriving travel coaches. See you there. Thank you.